Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good evening, good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's me, Lakey, again, back in the hot seat. Uh, I do have my usual co-host, Juzzy, with me this week, but we've switched pants and uh, underwear this mm. week, so I'm running the show. How are you doing, Big Fella? Good, mate, although, you know, the reason I had to hand it over to you, I was running a bit late for the show this afternoon. I had a um, bit of a run-in. Had some. Uh, I was attacked on my way home by a group of mimes. Oh no! What happened? They did unspeakable things to me. Oh god! It's your lucky day. <laughs> oh, mm. there you go. Straight off the bat, no. No. <laughs> no, I get to run the soundboard today, so I'm not even giving you anything. No, out. no waiting around for that one, mate. Uh, JC's joke corner, straight into it. I love that. Oh. You can't even. You can't even coach me out of it. I like this. Uh, no. You know, the hot-hitting colour commentary tonight. I'm enjoying That's it. That's it, mate. You're just there to fire off funnies and uh, we'll all be worse off for it. Uh, <laughs> how was your weekend? How did you go on the Supercoach front? Supercoach front was a bit um, bit quiet. 1380, which, you know, any other week during the year outside of a couple would be normally flying. But instead, I dropped 1,000 places. I'm 6,000-odd. Uh, yeah, I, I just had a couple of pods that didn't fire off, but... 1500 seemed to be the go. It was an absolute ripper of a week. It was huge. Um, and I don't know about you, but like all my top scores for the year have come in the last three weeks. And uh, it just seems to be the boys are really picking up the scoring towards the end of the year for whatever reason, throwing the ball around or, or whatnot. But um, yeah, some huge scoring. I just went through the um, stats from last week. 19 players broke the ton last round. That's um, sure. That's got to be up there. I mean, 2020 was big, but I don't think it was 19 players. 19 in one round. And then we had uh, the 20th man was Alex Johnson with a 99. So he went pretty close to making an even Hopeless. 20. Yep. No, say, well, if they didn't get pumped, um, then he could have made it, but not to be. Um, you were saying to me off air, you're not in any head-to-head leagues anymore. What are you playing for over the next couple of weeks? Pride, mate, and absolutely nothing else. But I do have one trade. Make sure you're not wearing a manly jersey, Jesus. <laughs> well done. Lakey's joke corner. It's <laughs> taken 24 hours. Uh, no, not much else, but I am in a draft league. So I'm actually, uh, you know, I've, I've never really focused too much on it, but I'm in a head-to-head. Uh, we actually all forgot to put cash into it this year, though. So the one year, the one year you've made the final, and there's is, no money on the line. It is literally just for pride. But a sneaky look at Jerome Luai. He was on the free agency list as of this Ooh. afternoon, or the waiver wire, as it were. So I've hopefully snaggled him up. But uh, him, yeah. yeah, there you go. Outside of that, I got one trade to to use next week. I'm going to just save it because it's been a wild ride in the last um, couple of rounds so far. So good in terms of like 
green arrows or green ticks next to my player's name. So I'm not desperate for numbers. But if you're running uh, on, on zero trades, you are, yeah. If you're in head-to-head yeah. cash leagues, thank God they're over this week. Mate, absolutely. Um, oh, I've, I've in the same boat, I've been saving two trades for the the last round so I can actually feel the full team when when sides are and guys are rested. But then um, we had Ruben Garrick drop out ooh, very late in the piece last weekend. Mm. Um, so I had to use one of my trades actually just to cover him, which it's uh, – I didn't. I don't think it ended up working anyway, but it is what it is. So these are the things we have to cop at the end of the year. Teams have nothing to play for. There's nothing left for Garrick to play for, so he's pulled the pin. Do you know what? I traded him in. The, yeah, yeah, he nah, scored that eighty against it. eighty against the Titans. So I got one week out of him, and then yeah, he's gone for the season. So I take full responsibility for that one. Sorry, Rubes. Is that uh, that? That's not the first time you've done that this year. Either. Oh, mate, I reckon if I actually do a full on week by week, what did I do wrong this week? I could write a friggin' novel. It's um, well, been one of those seasons. We, we should keep a, a tack of that. We should go back and have a look at it. Next week, we've got uh, a bit of a spoiler. We've got the Talkies next week uh, with the last round of the season. We'll go back and have a look at it, all our best and worst calls across the year um, and you know a bunch of other categories, which we'll go into a little bit later. But uh, maybe that can be one of them. Maybe that can be Juzzy's biggest fail of the, of Honestly, the year. Honestly, where do you start? I mean, no, no. we've got... We've, I don't know we've how only got down. a half hour for the, the talkie segment, mate, so we we can't spend all day on your fuck-ups. <laughs> no, it's either that or the Mega Guide calls. What did we get wrong? The worst part is I forget all about the Mega Guide at the start of the year and who we called out as a buy and not a buy and all that sort of thing. So I'm really looking forward, you and I and the rest of the SC Talk guys, getting into that um, the Mega Guide throughout the year. What did we do wrong? It's always a good laugh. So looking forward to that next week. Hope you got your bow tie ready to go. I do. I've got a couple that I'm picking from. Uh, I've got to match it with the suit, match it with the eyes, but uh, everything's looking fancy. We're going to get amongst it. Love it. Um, tonight, you and I, we're going to keep this relatively uh, short, straight to the point. There's not much to talk about these days. The teams are what they are. We'll go through some of the bigger ins and outs of those. Um, maybe we will throw a few names out uh, for anybody who is in a head-to-head league coming up and you, you want to go a bit of a pod route. We can throw a few names, um, try and identify someone who might just get you over the line if you're if you're really fighting uphill. Um, and then we'll go through you know the big trade-ins, who are the biggest guys that are um, the biggest numbers getting traded in this weekend, and um, we'll talk about those talkies categories for next week. Have I missed anything? Don't think so. Captain's vices, we can always get into that at the last moment. Got to say, the captain call last week was a dreadful one, and I blame you, because at the end of the pod, we went through what we're going to do each week, and I said, James Tedesco, I've got him locked in. I'm just going to put Latrell to the side. And you said, no, go Joey Manu. Joey Manu in that storm side against oh, the yeah. Tigers, surely. surely. If they're going to go yep. large, Tedesco, all that conjecture about Willy won't he play? I don't think that was even in the, in the frame at that point. But um, regardless, thought Joey Manu. Sure thing, and lo and behold, oh. he's the only one in that uh, rooster side outside of Suwa Ali'i that didn't even score. So I can yeah. really pick him, can't I? Oh, you, you know what the biggest headache for that was? Um, they actually scored four tries on that right edge, but they all went to Nat Butcher. He didn't actually look to the outside men at all. I don't know what was happening with those roosters uh, right outside backs. They just weren't getting the ball. 58 in that scenario is not the worst, but it could have been so much better. Well, yeah, exactly right. In a 70-odd point game. You know, the best part was, though, I was speaking to my degenerate gambler mate, Gil, this afternoon, who said he always goes like a two-plus, three-plus second rower 
And he said he always picks Nat Butcher. And this week he uh, didn't bother. (laughs) He was offside. (laughs) Didn't actually get on it. You could have basically written your own ticket for four plus tries at Nat Butcher there. So it's, uh, it's, you know, you've got to look at the bright side of things. People lost money. I just yeah, well, someone else failed worse than you did. That's mm. always a plus. Listen, I had a, a f- successful failure across the weekend when it came to my captains, did vice captains. Really? I spoke to you guys last week about how I was going to VC drink order and he was going to be in everything against the Warriors. It wasn't to be. Um, he had a 67, which, again, is not the worst, but it's not the best. I sat Latrell there on the pine um, as a reserve. But somehow, and I don't know how I've done it, but amongst all my, maybe it was the Garrick late out or whatever it was, I ended up captaining Val Holmes in the same game. Yeehaw, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I did so, say. Mate, Val Holmes. I- I, I, I thought he was going to go big. I didn't expect a, that big a game. But uh, i got to say, when I saw the captaincy on him, I gave myself a bit of a chuckle. You idiot. You've done well. Did not even score a try. That's the remarkable thing about that game. As bad as the Warriors are, which, you know, is driving some of my draft decisions this week and beyond. But, geez, Val Holmes, 100, was it 18? 118. Is that a try? And, yeah, and uh, I think it's probably my best captain score of the year, and I didn't even mean it. That's how well I'm going this year. <laughs> Point for next year, mate. I love that. that yeah, done. I don't know. Let the better half decide. Yeah, why not? Can't be any worse. Um, we'll jump straight into now the teams, the ins and outs. I've had a look over those this weekend. Um, I don't know if you've had a chance to have a look at the the team lists too in depth. I read your article on my uh, cab ride home from the city, mate. Oh, there Very you go. Absolutely love it. Look forward to you recapping it right now. Is, well, is there anyone that you that stood out to you for the team list before I get into the, the nitty-gritty? Oh, I mean, it's very much not super coach relevant, but uh, Scotty Drinkwater moving to the number six jersey and mm. uh, Tabuai Fado going to fullback. I thought Benny Hampton would get a run there uh, straight away. But uh, anyway, I think that's a little better from a, from a Cowboys fan perspective. The one for me, and it's, it's probably not, hugely relevant to a lot of super coaches is Joe Offerhand Goway being moved to the number eight jersey where he's been uh, not dreadful but not as lucrative as his lock 13 position and Farmer New Brown going to 13. So for me that made an easy sit-start call for Joe O this week. I'm sitting him on my pine. So no go. doubt he's going to score a try. Get on him. Yeah, tell Gil to get on him for three plus. Um, but yeah, that's right. This is one of the points I had to talk about was Drinky going to the 5-8. As you said, Hampton was rumoured to be coming in with Dearden. I mean, prayers up for Dearden and oh, everything he went through. That's horrific. Second guy this year to cop it, isn't it? CHT did one earlier in the year. It's, um, uh, it's pretty nice. Actually, um, I signed up my older brother, James. Uh, he, he won't be listening, but he in year 12 got sack-whacked. You know, the sack-whacked yeah. thing that was a, a thing for a while. Sack-whacked in year 12 and uh, woke up the next day. Uh, his testicles were twisted, had to get uh, shuttled down to Cairns Base Hospital, prioritised over um, you know people about to give birth and that kind of thing. Such was the... <laughs> Like urgency, of the Jesus, and the pain. Uh, I can still remember the tears on that morning. So Man. Tom did, and and uh, yeah, CHT. Geez, it is not a uh, a nice injury from no. what I understand. 
Anyway, best of luck, Tommy Deer. Yeah, Ball no, busting had me, himself. Had me sitting with my legs crossed, that's for sure. So, yeah, Drinky at 5'8". As a Cowboys fan, you said that's better for for the team um, with Hammer coming in at fullback. What does it do for his super coach prospects? He should have hands on the ball a little bit more, but um, maybe not as many tacking raids on either side of the field. Well, the only realistic thing that could it could do to him is if on those sweeping plays, you know, if we do score a try, the the scorers for Supercoach always favour the uh, the fullback. So, you know, if Drinky's in the sixth jersey and he's part of that sweeping raid and Hammer's the last one to fire off the, the pass, it'll be Hammer that gets the try assist. So, you know, Drinky's always got an attacking stat up his sleeve and... Um, I don't think, you know, in terms of shape of attack, it really changes too much. But, you know, I'd 100% be playing him regardless. Um, you know, huge upside player against the Rabbitohs who can leak a few points out wide. I still think it's great, but I think it just, yeah, it just might rein him in a little bit if the scorers are unkind. He'll be playing on the left, will he? The left half. Uh, and that's where sure. he plays. Um, Chad Townsend's usually... On the right hand side, if I uh, my memory Which ball serves. was it? Was it left or right? For I got no idea. I didn't, <laughs> don't know if he got hit with an inside or an outside ball, but <laughs> either way, like that to the bunker. Either way, he's dropped it. Um, so yeah, it's not the worst in the world. Souths are allowing about fifty three per game to left halves. So if he is playing on that side of the field, he should come up with a still a decent score, um, regardless. Yeah. Uh, in other news, uh, big super coach in with CSE Vitalikai named in the centres. He's coming in for Connor Tracy with the Sharks. Um, probably not the most exciting super coach play these days, but um, plenty, as you said earlier, plenty of guys missing and without trades will be thankful to have Talakai in their 17 this week. Um, Luai, Jerome Luai, you mentioned earlier, he's Back, back a week early from that knee injury, and JFH joins him as an incoming Panther, having served his two-week suspension, I believe. Mm. Um, so that's big ins for the Panthers. There were rumours about that they would start resting guys um, who have been playing a lot of minutes this year, and um, over the origin period, we're looking at Appy, Coruscant, um, Isaiah Yao, those sort of names. But um, and now the minor premierships, secured there was the rumors that those guys weren't going to be playing but everyone's been named and they're actually getting stronger in the last two weeks yeah it's an interesting one for Taylor may and isaac tunga i think are probably the two there maybe even kick out you can throw him in there as a relatively popular op- popular option but jerome luai in there as a you know a, a decent name in the halves what do you reckon that does tungo has been down a little bit recently Taylor may uh similarly uh kicker had a dreadful game last week but Against the Warriors, I mean, if you're having these Panthers in your sides, 100% either, you know, VC kind of week for them, play them regardless. Like, what's your read on it? Well, I, I, it'll be interesting to see what side of the field Jerome Luai plays because I believe earlier in the year when Cleary was out and they brought Sean O'Sullivan in, they had um, O'Sullivan on the left and Luai on the right um, playing that way. But... Mm. Um, you know, Lua is traditionally that left side player. And outside of him, Taylor May and Tungo have been killing it all season. So if he does get back on the left-hand side, I can see them attacking that way uh, a lot. Um, and then a couple of crossfield kicks from Sean O'Sullivan, who will probably do the um, most of the in-play kicking anyway. So I, I think it's good things. I'll, if 
I had Isaac Tongo and Taylor May. I'd definitely be playing them this week against a leaky Warriors side. They're always worse away from home, which is the case. They're playing at Bluebet this weekend. Mm. So, um, you know, spoilers no. towards the back end of the podcast, but they're, they're standing out as a couple of decent VC plays in that game. Some of the trials the Warriors gave up last week were embarrassing, like especially on the edges. Uh, Lay Lewis trolled over one. The big Chad, Chatty Townsville got over. Like <laughs> they have given yep. up. Reese Walsh is, is you know got his Broncos jersey on. He's ready to go. Like um, the one I didn't talk about, and I think you might own him, and you called him out in your article. But Brian Toto, so he's yep. been pretty uh, disappointing over the last month or so. Just uh, that premium price tag. Is this the final week? <laughs> like. If you're ever going to play him, this has got to be the week, right? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think I'll have to, but it's a start-sit decision for me with, um, who, who was I talking about? Isaiah Tass. Tass has been absolutely killing it in all regards lately, um, but since I labelled Brian Toto as a must-have coming out of the origin period, he's Love at that. 55, 43, 36, 47, 34. So it's definitely... Um, a side-based problem. You know, playing on the left, he was the best center wing and super coach, and playing on the right, he can't even catch a cold. He's playing that poorly. Um, so mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what it is. Maybe he's just missing Cleary because he did have a couple of big games in the middle of the origin period, but nothing since. So it is a concern. Honestly, I think if you've got him in the, your side still, you've stuck around through the bad times, this is the con- This is the time you want to cash in. The Warriors have given up, mate. If yeah. he doesn't score two tries, there's something wrong. All right, book it. Put it in your sports bet account this weekend. Um, who else have we got with the ins and outs? As far up? Someone might be carrying a Deloise Hoyter and relying on him, but he's gone with Brinko Lee coming back from injury for the Thursday night game. Uh, Isaac Thompson is in for the Rabbitohs, um, who, you know, a couple of people are grabbing him based off his, you know, good first game or second game. But um, Jackson Polo has been rested following last week's, uh, he had a poor game, but he absolutely copped it on social media. Have a good hard look Mm. at yourself if you were one of the people directing comments at him. Um, So Isaac Thompson's come in to cover him this week. And begins for the Roosters. They're already flying, but they're getting um, CSC Watakiaho and Lindsay Collins back into the prop rotation. That's going to do huge things for their forward pack. But how does it affect the uh, Angus Crichton and Nat Butchers of the world? I don't know. I mean, if you look at Crichton last week, obviously it didn't matter what was happening out there. He just strolled through the line. But um I don't, I don't know. I think they'll they'll be very much eased back into it, um, given the extent of injuries and or, or concussions and that sort of thing that they had. So I don't think it really affects him too much. I guess if you're looking at maybe a pod like a Nat Butcher, given chasing last week's points and that kind of thing, might give you some pause, given there's uh, more artillery in the in the arsenal there. But um, for a guy like Angus Crichton, I think um, tough week coming up against the Storm, but. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't see too much directly impacting him as a result of the uh, the ends, but I, th- I think he was absolutely due, and it uh, yeah came out nicely on Saturday night. Absolutely, and as you said, tough week. They the Storm get Felice Kafusi back on that right edge too, who is more of a defensive player these days. So it is going to be a tough matchup for Crying. I don't think we can expect a repeat of last week. My only concern with those returning boys is that. 
they are decent minute eaters usually. Um, and, you know, they're replacing Terrell May and someone of a similar ilk. So um, there's only so many minutes that can go around and where they steal from, um, I'm just not sure where that comes from. Maybe Victor Radley gets a few less, but he's playing great footy at the moment too. Here's one for you, Storm Roosters. Does anyone go above 100 in this game? Uh, yes, they're playing at home. Cam Munster loves it at home. He'll break the ton. Okay, big call. No one else. I mean, I, th- I think it's going to be one of those grinding games. Someone, uh, one of the Fox League guys said, you know, last week both teams went ballistic, but this it's going to be one of those like grinding 12-18 sort of games. I don't know. I just yeah. see both of them bring them down. Uh, to the packs, I would be ignoring completely from a CVC perspective. Yeah, listen, it's it's a, it's a weird matchup. They're both absolutely cracking teams um, who blew their opposition out last week and um, didn't allow many points beyond that. But hmm. around that, um, the Storm and Roosters have pretty much been playing shootouts lately. They, they've not been the best defensive sides uh, you know, for the last month or two. So it could be a shootout or maybe it goes more the way of, um, you know, Storm Panthers a week ago and it was 16-0 with not much happening. So be interesting to see how it plays out. Either way, it's probably the game of the round. Just mm. topping Knights versus uh, Titans on Sunday <laughs> I afternoon. Love, I love some of the Sunday games we get. Dude, mate. One, guy, one guy I did want to just briefly mention, but Brandon Smith, he's named in the starting side to rattle in that late switch with Josh King. Named in the starting side, coming up against the future club. All that talk about he's not a hooker, he's a you know benchy or a you know a lock. Uh, I really think this is the week he might um, you know put the put the effort in sixty plus minutes that kind of thing. So um, um yeah, for one of the first picked in my start on seventeen. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good call. Over his last five games, excluding the three week vacation he got for a bit of uh, verbal spray. Yeah. He his lowest score is a fifty six, um, and he's pretty much knocking up sixties. And you know, had one big game against the Panthers for a ninety. So he seems to have turned his season around well and truly. Maybe it is just more of an audition uh, for next mm. year. He's going to be playing sort of, uh, assuming he's going to be playing a similar role uh, for the Roosters, switching with Connor Watson there playing um, a hooker slash lock rotation. So. Yeah, it it is a bit of a, a, a audition or a first cut for him against his future employer. Looking forward to it. I mean, he's been chomping at the bit after that, uh, as you said, through suspension. So I'm hoping he backs it up. Decent week last week, sixty odd. So B Smith, you're a huge pod for me. Hoping yeah, you know, I'm not playing any head to head leagues, but please go well this week. I need the pride. <laughs> I need the pride. Need the pride. That's it. One of our talkies categories very much relies on it. <laughs> um, outside of those more Supercoach relevant ones, uh, was there any particular ins and outs that caught your eye or going back further, what caught your eye from uh, the games last week? Uh, I mean, nothing much else outside of Teamless Tuesday. I think mostly as expected. But the big one for me, Ronaldo Militalo. Um, if I think about just the matchup plays and all that that we brought him in for, he's been dreadful. I think Absolutely. capital D, uh, you know, still churning out 30s, 40s, 50s, which on any given day you'll you'll sort of take as a center wing, but not when you're racking them up time after time against weak opposition. He has got literally one more week in this side. He is shedding cash. 
417k, he somehow eked up to 50-odd last week. I think some kind of unicorns to him. But, geez, he is like literally one of the worst buyers, I reckon, of my year in terms of potential not um, not meeting actual output. So against the Dogs this week, if he does not score a try, I'll give it away. Mate, Dogs and Knights in his next two. He should mm. be breaking tons over those games, but... Um... The ball can't get past Wade Graham. I tell you, he's an absolute super coach curse there on the even, left edge. Look at it, like even when he's scoring tries, uh, go back to the Cowboys game, 33, 28, 40, 46, 57, 52. He scored one try in that time. Yep. And even that was for a 40. Like that was off that kick, the miraculous take he had. That's right. It he's was been a cracking just... take too. But yeah, he's sort of missing his running mate in Talakai the last couple of weeks and actually scored better because of it. Mm. Um I just I don't know. I'd say I've been very down on Wade Graham. I think that's the main reason. But um, I'd be very upset if he didn't break you know sixty or seventy this week against the Dogs. The way that the the Sharks are going, but um, I don't know if I got the balls to play him. I'm playing it just out of necessity, holding the one trade for next week when I move on, uh, Garrick. But the other one, uh, Payne Haas, 40-odd last week, can kind of excuse that given the way that the game played out. But, geez, he's a – I don't know. He looked the absolute goods against the Eels a couple of weeks ago when you know he scored the try, 105 points. Beyond that, um, just a little bit under par, 59, 65, 64, 40, just waiting for him to sort of – branch out again but i don't know against the eels potentially he's got that um so it's the same opposition so maybe he's got to try on him this week but um yeah tough head-to-head play he's one of the guys you might be looking at to to sit this week but you just know he's got you know an attacking stat in him yep that's a good call for me it was latrell again broke another Huge ton <laughs> he had a huge game another ton and it was in a losing effort so they didn't have it all their way but um he's still putting up big numbers regardless of what's happening he looks a different beast at the moment last three weeks 152 115 105 um he's just been incredible and he got you boys this weekend so that streak will come to an end but then he should towel up the roosters the week after that you would think um and the thing I really love about this next couple of weeks for him is he has to stay invested. Um, they probably pretty safe in the eight at this stage, but mm. will still be fighting for a home final in the first week um, on equal points with the Roosters and one game behind the Eels. So, And you know what? They're only two games behind the Storm. If all things go to plan, they could sneak into the top four. So they have to absolutely have to be engaged, and he has to be at his best. I think he's in for a big end of the year. Can I do a quick segue, Lakey? I reckon this competition is far more interesting than any that I can remember in years past, when you think about the the way that the top eight is structured and how everyone outside maybe the Broncos has a a claim to make about whether they can make the um, you know the grand final, I don't think we've ever had a season like that where you can say legitimately everyone's got a chance. You get to the back end of it. So, but the fact that the Rabbitohs and the Roosters and the Broncos could legitimately fall out of the comp- out of the top eight in yep. the space of two weeks 
what what a what a finish to the year. And then Listen, conversely, not, I was going to say not even in two weeks. If the Broncos get pumped on Thursday night and the Raiders have a big win, mm. the Broncos could drop to ninth um, straight away. So yeah, it's Eels though, mate. They'll um, they'll absolutely not turn up at all, and Broncos yeah. will win. <laughs> but and then everyone's banging on about the the you know the depth of talent, and we're focusing on the blowouts last week, like. Any sporting league in the world is going to have blowouts at this stage of the year when there's you, you know teams that are out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is always going to be the top. There's always going to be the bottom. I don't know why we're focusing and saying it's an NRL problem and that we don't have enough players for 17 teams and all that kind of thing. One of the most interesting competitions um, I've, I've you know, sat back and watched. And uh, you know it might just be biased because my team's at the pointy end of it. And you know, unfortunately, if you're one of the five or six teams that are completely bottled it but geez when Guilty. you can set, sit back and legitimately say anyone's got a chance in that top seven uh wherever the broncos are eighth i think um yeah it's a very exciting time of year yeah listen it's the way that the bunnies and the roosters are playing um they're in sixth and seventh at the moment but you'd almost back them against any of the top four uh panthers mm. oh i think rabbitos will, will comfortably um, beat us this week 100%. well say it, it's one of those games it's another top of the table clash it means a lot to both sides you guys are still fighting for a home final of the top four and they're fighting for a home final in the bottom four of that top Mm. eight so it means the world to both clubs and they'll both should come out firing um but you thought that the other week against the panthers and they they smoked you too didn't they they did but you know anyway we've got those top eight clashes and you've also got knights and that's right. Dragons, Tigers, Knights, Titans to finish oh, off mate. the weekend. So an absolutely cracking three days of football followed by Family Day on the Sunday. Get involved. <laughs> All right, that's the teams. We'll take a very quick break um, and then we'll come back and we'll have a bit of a chat about uh, some guys we might look at over the next couple of weeks to bring us home strong. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Back in with that smooth, smooth that. jazz. Yeah, that really, really sets us up for a solid segment here, isn't it? Um, so we spoke a little bit about guys that are uh, on the up or or who we would play, sit starts, options, but um, we might do- uh, dive a little bit deeper into some of the guys who could provide you that pod opportunity to win head-to-head finals this weekend. 
Uh, I've got a couple of names on my list, but Juzzy, anyone that stands out to you as someone you might be trying to target uh, if you were going to use your one trade? Look, I spoke him up last week after the or before the the Dragons game, and in fairness, it was a bit bit of attacking flair uh, left, right, and center. But the guy that I'd be going for this week, just you know, you got trades up the sleeve and and all that, even in a, a draft league, Bo Firma, Bo Firma for the Titans has been uh, killing it lately. I think it's he's going to be in a couple of those games that we mentioned. They're just going to be like no one cares. They're all Mad Monday focused. Uh, yeah, tries will be just flowing everywhere you look. But I think Bo Firma, yeah, if by virtue of pure luck you've still got him after he was an option earlier in the year, absolutely play him uh, in your 17. But if not, uh, 93 and 105 in the last couple of weeks. Like yeah. the Titans have nothing to play for. They played Manly and St. George. They got Newcastle and Warriors to come. Like these games will be literally 50 to 48. Like <laughs> yeah. you're going to get on anyone. A center wing, second row forward, um, yeah, de-risk it with that um, base. But geez, a guy like Bo Firma is in try-scoring form and it'd be a huge in. I would hate to come up against a guy like him. In a yeah, you'd be nervous point. playing against him this week against the Knights. Um, for reference, the left second row forwards against the Knights, uh, averaging just a touch under 60 this year. But since the round 13 bye, the Knights have let them score 88, 87, 63, 49, 85, 82, 60, 82, 60, 62. So that left edge has just been killing the Knights. Um mm. Not just second rowers, they have a lot of the centers and um, wingers are having a lot of success against us down that side of the field. So it's definitely a target area. And yeah, you're right, Bo Firma could, could be a, a league winner if you had the option this week. Love Bo Firma. The other one, just completely, you know, against the grain, that kind of thing. But Dylan Edwards. For, for yes. Penrith. If you think about James Tedesco, got tough opposition uh, this week and next with Storm and Rabbitohs. Um, even, you know, a guy like Latrell, I think we've said it's just in Jared Hayne kind of form. So maybe wouldn't be looking at him. But to go a move like Tedesco to Edwards, I mean, that's, yeah, you know, I don't know, it goes against everything we stand for as Supercoach uh, supposed experts. That's but it's very Dylan, Ed- Dylan Edwards, the Warriors this week, honestly. The way that they played last last week, and the fact that this is back at home for Penrith, they've got the Cowboys the week after. Who we, we can also leak a few points, but I reckon Dylan Edwards could go 150 plus this week. And for a pure pod in the last throw of the dice, head to head leagues, geez, I'd be uh, yeah nervous coming up against him because Tedesco, in fairness, I reckon could hit 50 60. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think the Storm uh, Roosters game could be a bit of that. It could be massive scores or it could not be. Like mm. The Roosters put on 70 points last week and Tedesco limped across um, just across the 100-point mark. So any years gone past, he would have hit 200 in that sort of try-scoring form. It's a bit tighter game. He's not going to feature it too much at all. But on mm. the Warriors, I really like that Dylan Edwards call. He was one of the guys I was looking at as well. The Warriors have only let in three tons this year, though. Um, Two of them, two of the three have been for 150 plus. Hang on. The entire year? The entire year. They've let in a 99 and and 294s and 300 plus scores. One of those was Chad Townsend. (laughs) No. (laughs) 
<laughs> against fullbacks you were talking oh, about. Oh, right, fullbacks geez. Was, okay. Sorry, my apologies. That, fullbacks, yeah, no, yeah. no, no, that, uh, that concerned me, that stat there. No, <laughs> Shutting no, down. That's I haven't right. mentioned, no, they've, they've, they've let in plenty of 100-point scores, okay. but um, no, against fullbacks we're talking here. So, yeah. 300 plus scores, um, and two of them with 155. So Dylan Edwards to hit that would make it three of the four. I think it's a pretty big call, but I don't think 120 is out of his realm of possibility mm. this week. What about you, the uh, firmer and Edwards and why two yep. random pods? Uh, a guy, I r- it, it's a really big balls call, a really big balls call, but Jaden Sewer against the Tigers. Oh. Teams, uh, the right second row forwards are allowing over 70 points a game, almost 72 points a game to the Tigers this season over the course of an entire season. Lately, it's been, you know, Butchers 140, but Nakora had an 80, uh, Ricky had an 84, Nanai scored a double and got 104 down that side, Isaiah Papali'i with a 90, Curran 60, and um, Olakuatu had a 112 down there as well. So, there's plenty of attack going down that edge and plenty of success happening when it comes. Interesting. He hasn't scored a try since round 14. So no. non-game stretch without one. So he's absolutely D-U-E. So very interesting. Jaden Sui, you know what? He'll probably get sent off. Such yes, as the- <laughs> Such every as chance the- of it. Let's say this is really pottish, that one. So I, I thought I'd leave with that. The other one I like, Selwyn Cobbo um, against the Eels. They you know, give up plenty of scores to right-wingers all season. Um, and Edric Lee, this one's for you, mate. I like that. Yep, Edric Lee against the Titans. If anyone still has him, it was against the Titans in round 16 that he scored his 172-point game. So, you know, can lightning strike twice down that left edge? I remember sitting there watching that with a, uh, a Titans fan, the DJ and Gill. But it was, yeah, I, I had a look in, in my draft league for the final, the grand final. He was uh, unsigned. So Oof. very, very much tempted. I just had a quick look at the weather. So Sydney's got a bit of rain around Friday and Saturday. Sunday is okay. Not sure about Newey. Um, is that where the game is or is that Gold Coast? Titans it's at the Gold Coast. Uh, Gold Coast. Let's have a quick look. It is bucketing down today, but it's sunny. Bright and sunny. Oh, uh, look. Yep. Yep. There you go. Like the All right. yeah. So, yeah, he could be on for another big one. His second big game of the year against the same opposition. Yeah, what's the risk? You know, you and I, were in the doldrums of uh, right. head-to-head overall rankings. I don't have any cash on the line here. So, you know, what's a small price to pay for a guy like Edric Lee? It's one of those funny late-season trade-ins. So I'm hoping that you've got a trade or two up your sleeve that you can actually go your boy. I've got Back one. In, in, mate. I've got one. But are you um, going to make it Edric Lee? Oh Jesus! Don't tempt me. I've already you can't driven tell, that can't, train. You can't put it in the ether and then not uh, back it yourself, mate. The people yeah, want to see right. you following through on your advice. Yeah, listen, that's a fair call, and I might go it. He's been killing it since the night's by too. Like, Captain, he, he's yeah, double double one seventy two. That is, you're laughing. You're running away with your head to head finals, mate. You're only as good as your last game against the Titans. That's right. And say, so if we can't beat the Titans, we deserve to get the spoon. Everybody mm. else should win around us. Um, so, no, that's the the pod-er, guys, for me. Other than that, you, you've got to play your studs. You cannot, you know, you don't sit them based on matchup. We did say Angus Crichton's in for a tough afternoon, but you absolutely have to play him. Don't get too cute with your moves at this end of the season. No, I agree. And I think um, a, a guy that I've, I spoke about last week and a guy I'd 
you know, if I had the money, I can't actually trade Ruben Garrick up to him, but Alex Johnson, I think given the way that we defend on an edge, we often rush in. Kyle Felt's guilty of it a lot. And I think Alex Johnson, two plus tries this week. It's a, um, yeah, he's he's a sure thing most weeks, but I think given the way that our defense moves uh, and, you know, having a, a different fullback there to, to move things around, I think AJ, yeah, guaranteed try scorer this week. So if you've got money and you've got a Garrick, sitting there and you can move it up 100% AJ's your guy this week if you want to avoid any random Edric Lee sort of pod yeah let's say Johnston was someone I was trying to get on last week when Garrick News dropped but I couldn't quite make that move either ended up with um, Damian Cook who did nothing hmm. I've been wanting to get Cook all year finally did and uh, he just had a 50 odd so lost me 50 points there but them's the breaks um, mate I'm going to uh, kick to you now. We're going. Uh, we're going to be talking what's happening next week. We're coming up with our categories. We're going to go through the winners and losers in the biggest send off fanfare in Supercoach. Um, this is your baby. Talk us through it. What's happening? What are we looking for? We've got to get the soundboard right for this one next me- next week, mate. It's a huge, uh, huge closeout for us on the SC report. But yeah, we've got the talkies. The uh, second annual Talkie Award. So that's where we go through the best and worst of Supercoach and also SC Talk. So we've uh, yeah got a couple of categories here up the sleeve. A lot of ones you might have heard on last year's final pod. But uh, Pallavi Award. So John Pallavi, that's a, a very big throwback. But the biggest trap of the year. But, uh, it's the number one category. The Hopawadi slash My Finger Slipped, the trade fail of the year. I often go through these as part of my uh, Monday round the grounds update on the site and there's a fair few good candidates here look forward to churning through those ones the welfare check award the super coach who fell asleep at the wheels this is probably a uh, in-house one there just uh, i know a lot of us have had one of those you know, i didn't miss the or i missed the teamless news or i was out uh, on the beverages and missed you know trading in or, or making a captain call that kind of thing so we'll go around the grounds for who did the uh, the worst stuff up this year. That has to be a typo, the worst performance of the year. This one goes to a, super, uh, a NRL player who scored dreadfully. And there were a lot of negative negative point plays so far this season. So I'm looking forward to going through just what the worst was. The worth a good hard look. Uh, shout out Nick Kirkup, founder of the site. A player on the rise for next season. So we'll cast our eye into the uh, the future and have a look at anyone we should be considering. Must be in Sangster's side, the award for the dodgiest scoring decision of the year. In fairness, just want to stop there. We've had a lot of years where there's, you know, four dropouts that aren't gifted. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wilfred looking at you and Harry Grant a couple of years ago. But in terms of scoring so far this year, I mean, I haven't remembered anything hugely controversial, so we might need to dig for this one. Do you remember anything offhand? No, nothing comes to mind. I do know, I do remember a couple. Um, I think we've seen more upgrades this year mm. than downgrades. We haven't seen any major downgrades, but we've seen a couple guys go up 10, 15, 20 points at the first updates. Um, but nothing that I've seen and thought, well, that's ridiculous. How did he get those points? Yep. So, yeah, nothing that comes to mind off the top of head. You're right. We have to go through the archives. Good work, Supercoach scorers. Uh, the Stephen Carney Award, the worst Supercoach talk coach of the year. Uh, I think you might be. <laughs> I'm, well. I'm in the box seat, mate. I'm going to take one of these awards home, and it looks like that one. So big couple of weeks on my 
hands to try and mm. avoid it. I'm not that far ahead, though, so I'm not sitting comfortably there. Nostradamus, the best Mega Guide call of the year, and conversely, the good call Champ, the worst Mega Guide call of the year. So we did this last year. It was quite good fun. I think Wilf won by virtue of saying Papali'i would be Isaiah Papali'i. Would not be a yes, buy last season. He that's right. E, An absolute avoid. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't opened the mega guide up for a, a, quite a while, but I look forward to seeing just what we got right and wrong. Uh, probably mostly wrong. <laughs> I'll look back at that next week. So, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very keen for that. And uh, we threw it open to the other guys. Uh, of course, we've got Alex who writes a buy, sell, hold. Dini, uh, Captain's Phil has got his cheapy article. Um, like, these guys are, are, are thrown one in there for themselves in terms of what they got uh, the worst call that they made so far this season. So uh, I don't know. I'm really looking forward, and obviously um, the unpopular opinion of the week. One of the one of the cracking articles as well. Um, I, 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 think I was going to say I think we can exclude Maddie from that one because it's um, his um, job Maddie to actually... make some terrible calls. So um, yeah, whether he's made. A terrible call that's come to fruition or not i don't know yeah maddie mobster he's, he got a few right though i've got a shout out to him but uh you know i might even just trawl through the whatsapp messages that wenon sent throughout the year because i'm sure there's going to be a few duds hidden amongst oh. that as, as uh yeah much as i'm looking forward to that so got a tuxedo pressed and ready to go uh cowboys themed obviously so yeah soundboard will be on the go i'm looking forward to it mate Bring it yeah, back I to style on their way cannot out. Cannot wait. Be drinking champagne, hmm. eating caviar, um, all the fancy stuff. That's what us footballers do. It's our daily um, night of nights. Passion uh, pop sponsored. Passion pop. That's yeah. that's pretty much what we can get on the, our budget. Um, finally, well, before we wrap this up, who are you going to be vice captaining, captaining this weekend? Well, yeah, I had a quick uh, trawl around just to make sure that I could actually loop these kind of players. Unfortunately, I don't have, by virtue of just being so good, I've got so many green ticks next to my players' names. But uh, I can VC Isaac Tungo. I just don't know what the Warriors are going to do. I think they could score 7,000 tries, so get at least one Panther in. VC him, and then Captain Adam Dewey. Uh, You you sort of semi-talked me into him uh, just off air, but against the Dragons... Sunday afternoon, he's been pretty ordinary the last couple of weeks, but this is going to be a 40 to 30 at kind of game, and surely Dewey is going to score a decent amount in that stretch. So, you know, um, um, at this point, I don't care. So I'm just got a huge upside. Mate, it it wasn't that long ago that Joey Manu scored 191 from the right half spot against the Dragons. Mm. So not quite the same teams, but... um, you know, a couple of weeks later, there was a one twelve scored on him as well. They love to give up points to the halves, the Dragons. So that's a pretty good shout in my book. Mm. For me, I'm looking at my uh, latest man crush, Dylan Brown. I might throw the VC on Latest? Mate, you've Late. loved him for years. Yes, I know. But uh, Kalen Ponga is no longer featuring on this <laughs> podcast to end the season. So Dylan Brown gets the chocolates there. Um, chocolates and lingerie, if it were. So... <laughs> I'll go to VC on Dylan Brown this week. And uh, for my captaincy, I think I might join you with Dewey. Let's just ride the train, eh? Why not? Like, he's 41 last week, in fairness. <laughs> he did get a line break very late in the game. But, uh, you know, brought him in after his 122. Of course, he wasn't going to do well. So, <laughs> he's absolutely due for us. Yeah, so, absolutely. I don't know. Why not? It, it also gives us, something, gives us something to watch on Sunday afternoon. 
yeah, I don't know whether I want to put myself through that, to be honest with you. The other one for me, I do like Latrell against your boys, but I don't want to do it and break your heart. Oh, mate, break it. It's uh, been broken before, but agreed. Like, he's in Jared Hayne kind of form. So if you could VC him on Saturday night and have someone up the sleeve, say an Adam Dewey on the Sunday, I'd absolutely uh, get amongst that. Love it. All right, mate. Well, thanks for chatting. As always, it's always fun to talk to you. Um, you just get to see it from the other side of the microphone this week. I like and, this. Um, you like it? No responsibility, do, yeah. no care, no responsibility. It's just right up your alley. <laughs> Limited research. Can't stuff the soundboard up. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> Make a think of it next year. Yeah, why not? We might rotate the rotate the pin. All good. I will talk to you next week. I've got to run off to the dry cleaners now and get the, the suit pressed and ironed. I've got to get a haircut and, and whatnot. But um, I'll talk to you throughout the week and on next week's pod. And for everybody listening at home, good luck in your head-to-head finals. And uh, those going for overall rankings. Hope you kill at the end of the year. Love that. Give your love to a cowboy, man. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I'll send you out. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.